If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the property market, then this, the weekly UK property market stat show, is for you. My name is Chris Watkin, and each week I have a special guest. This week it's Verona Frankish. We'll come to Verona in a second. The purpose of this show is to look at what's happening in the property market right here, right now. Indices like the Nationwide and the and the Halifax are looking at sales that were agreed a couple of months ago. The Land Registry is looking at sales that were agreed probably six, nine months ago. We're looking at what happened last week. And by looking at what's coming on the market, which is the supply of properties, uh, what's being reduced and what's selling, we can get a good idea of what's happening to the property market right now. And also through using other data, foretell what's going to happen to those sort of indices that you mentioned in three, six, nine months time. Today, I'm joined by Verona Frankish. She is the boss lady of Yopa, who is one of the biggest UK estate agency brands in the UK. Um, she, What she knows, what she doesn't know about estate agency isn't worth knowing, because at the end of the day, she knows her onions. Verona, thanks for joining me today. How, whereabouts is Yopa? Pleasure. Whereabouts in Yopa? What number are you now? Because you are, you're doing really well at the moment, aren't you? We, we, we finished 2023 uh, sixth biggest in the UK. You can't grumble at that. So ladies and gentlemen, you can see she certainly does know her stuff. So for those of you who have not watched the show before, the, the show is basically in two parts. The first part looks at the national statistics. Um, and the second part is we focus on a town or a city and really deep dive and look at the property market in that town or city. Now, whether you are actually an agent from that town or not, I'd certainly recommend you look at it because the data that we use is using a piece of software that is available free of charge to uh, estate agents. Uh, you can pay for it if you want the extras on it, uh, like most things in life. But you can actually get this bit of data and it shows whether you're a good estate agent or not and prove that you can get more valuations uh, it will get you more valuations and it will get you more sales and higher fees. So, um, and that this week is on the beautiful city of Salisbury. Uh, I believe it has a nice uh, nice spire there. I think uh, our friends from the East do like to go and visit there every once in a while, I believe. <laughs> but anyway, not in the pun. Uh, it is a beautiful city. Uh, it's got a lovely feel to it. Uh, have you ever been yourself, Verona? Do you know, I haven't. I was just thinking that when you said it. Um, I think it's quite famous for its cathedral, isn't it? Um, but no, I've not been. I should put it on my list. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, less of this banter and let's dive in and have a look at the stats. So as always, we start off with the listing. So I'll just uh, whisk through these numbers and then we'll go to Verona and ask her thoughts. And we, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at week six of 2024. Now we will be comparing week six compared to the other week sixes uh, going back to 2017. But just so you're aware, week seven, week six is Monday, the 5th of February, all the way through until Sunday, the 11th of February. And that is week six of 2024. So this week, in terms of properties on the market, we have put 35,578 properties on the market for sale uh, the, at an average asking price of £122,000. Year to date, we are on 187,000 properties, uh, 370 uh, that have come onto the market. And, and Verona will go through what, what that means in terms of compared to other towns, other years. And we have on the graph now the, the weekly figures compared to 17, 18, 19, and 23 in terms of listings. 
Okay, scores on the doors. What's your thoughts on this one, Verona, in terms of listings? Yeah, um, well, I think it's fair to say, Chris, that um, the the year has started off reasonably well. I think momentum appears to be building. Uh, we got out of the blocks pretty well in January. Um, I think we, we sort of plateaued a little bit mid-January, but then uh, February has started well. So from a listings point of view, I think we're in pretty good shape as, a, as an industry. And I suppose that would give us an indicator that following the seasonal period at the end of last year, which was uh, which was quite slow, um, which we'd expect at the end of the year that we've had, but also our normal seasonality, um, the customers have kind of reset their expectations. And also there's a bit of um, customer sentiment, positive customer sentiment returning, which is great because we're also seeing, as we'll come to um, some strong indicators in in sales as well so it would appear that customers are feeling we've reached the bottom as far as price points are concerned um i suppose my only call out at this point in terms of listings which we will definitely come to talk about is the price points that we are listing properties at across the country at the minute so that's my only kind of call out and therefore the impact of our ability to sell those, which is, of course, the customer's primary need. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll come to talk about that. Indeed. I mean, uh, just to give you an idea, listings uh, last week was, let's just pull that up. Hold on a second. Listings last week was 34,947. So I think that's just under 2%, just working some rough figures out on that one. Interestingly, gross sales and net sales, which we'll come on to in a second, are almost identical. And when I say almost identical, they are almost identical. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's particularly interesting. Um, and again, comparing it with other years, uh, you can see on the graph here that, you know, very, very similar years. Very similar to 2019. And 2019 is the, the year that we talk about on a regular basis as being the last sort of normal, if there is such thing in our world. Um yeah, so, you know, to be uh, akin to that is is positive, I think. Um, and you know what, Chris, there's still a lot of flux in the market um, and not just housing, but clearly in the mortgage market. And there is still some question marks about where interest rates are going. And only this week, some of the banks are giving confusing messages because Nationwide have increased some of their product rates. Santander have reduced their product rates. And... I think the banks need a little bit of clarity in terms of where the base rate is going. And all of these factors are are clearly well publicized and, and uh, reported upon. So they're giving slightly confusing messages to consumers. So considering all of that backdrop, I feel uh, pretty positive about how we've started 2024. And my advice to anyone watching this is, is it's all very good looking at the headlines saying one's pulling up and one's putting them down, but actually speak with your mortgage ranger because who knows Absolutely. if Santander were, should we say, not particularly brilliant at their rates and now they've dropped them, that sounds good, but in reality they weren't getting any mortgages. Whilst Nationwide might, if it was the other way around, might have been the cheapest chips and probably just, and again, uh, if you talk to the mortgage rangers, if they're bringing too much business in, they will add, they will put the price up because they just don't want any more business because their mortgage units yeah. don't have the, the capacity. So it's not because they think interest rates are going up, they just don't want any more business coming in. Um, the challenge with that, though, the challenge is from a consumer point of view, um, there will be rewriting of products required. 
there will be um, repricing of products. There'll be products pulled at the last minute, which does then cause uh, problems within chains. So it's it's about absolutely, your point is totally spot on about educating yourselves. There has never been for an estate agent a more important time to educate yourself about what's happening in the mortgage market to help steer your customers as well. I mean, I find it fast, you know, we are considered the property gurus, but if we don't actually know what's happening in the property market and the mortgage market yep. is part of the mortgage, the property market, you know, you do have to educate yourself because if you don't, then I'm sorry, you just glorify double glazing salesmen and women. You you are considered property experts, so be that expert. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right, let's now move on and look at price changes. And the, the this week, the um, number of price changes is 18,810 with an average price of £390,000. That's the average price of a property that is was reduced last week. Its as, original asking its price asking price before it got reduced was 390 which is just as, probably about 8 or 9%, uh, 5% below the average asking price of the ones that are coming on the market, which as we said was 422. Um with 18,810 and the number of properties that are currently on the market, which I'll just pull up in a second. Hold on a second. I'm just pulling it up now. Um, hold on. Why is it? You know, hold on. Who else? It's about 510,000 from memory. Okay. Hold on. Well done. Uh, at the moment, yeah, 510,000. Well done. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well done. Well remembered on that. That is Deep working geek. That is That is working out. <laughs> at around one in eight properties that are being reduced yeah. on a monthly basis. Yeah. Question I always ask my guests, and my, just, just for your benefit, ladies and gentlemen, the guests do rotate. So uh, Verona comes on every about six or seven, six or seven or eight weeks. And we, we just, we rotate around with different, different uh, awesomenesses that come on. Um, is that enough? Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest, Chris, this is the one that probably both the the price listing and the number of price changes is the, probably the two biggest red flags for me at the minute. And I don't think it's particularly um, a major concern at this juncture, but I think we're starting to see a bit of a creep in terms of the prices the properties are listing at, the prices that they're selling at, uh, or the prices of properties that are selling not the same thing exactly this graph and for me this is too uh the, the gap is too big the delta is too big on this right now i'd like to see this a bit closer and it's starting to creep up exactly that so that gap between listing price and uh sale agreed price is starting to creep up and for me that's a concern i think there's I, there's I said at the start that customer sentiment is starting to get their heads around the fact that prices are no longer dropping. But I also feel that there's still a number of properties on the market that need a, a more honest conversation. So there's two conversations here. It's the honesty at the point of listing. And of course, we have to buy customers in to explain to them, bring them on the journey, explain our expertise, as we were talking about show the comp comparables, demonstrate your expertise in the area, understand what's going on in the mortgage market and all of these things and how they come together to create what the market value is for that property. So getting that right in the first instance, there is so much evidence 
to support the fact if we don't get that right in the first instance, we diminish our ability to sell the property at all. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, is having that ongoing, um, we sound like broken records when we talk about this, but having that ongoing conversations with customers, agreeing when you're going to come back to them and get them on board early days that we might need to look at price further down the line. But actually, getting that price as close to accurate as you can at the point of listing generates the most interest and will ultimately give them the best price whenever we complete on that property. So the pricing of properties now, both the listing price and also the volume of price changes, I think one in eight in the current market is probably not enough. And of course, there's going to be regional variances on that. There's also going to be price bracket variances on that. So your your ability to, um, not your ability per se, but the the need to re, uh, come back and change prices on a three bed semi at you know 250K versus a property that's on the market at 600, 650K is very different. So it's, you might have to do um, three uh, price changes on a 650K, you might never have to do one on the 350. So, the problem with averages, right, is there's going to be a wide range across regions, across price brackets. Uh, I mean, it's particularly interesting. We we haven't got the re- we don't look at the regional figures on the show, but we do. Ha- I do have access to them, and yeah. and uh, probably a, a, a decent chunk of that gap between the average listing price and the average sale price is in London. That gap at the moment it's twenty percent nationally. Yeah. If you were to yeah. take inner london and when i say inner london we're looking at the swse n and e postcodes with the two central ones as well yeah that really does screw that figure up and bumps probably out of it's 20 percent difference that bumps that up by about eight percent if you take because outer london is normally around five or six percent because it's all suburban semi so as you're right you can't get one of them wrong you know if you know exactly if you put on a three-bedroom semi at 750 and then you go and put it on at 850, it sticks out like a sore thumb. But in London, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And then and then and then as you go out into into the um into the regions, as I said, it's looking around 10 or 15 percent, depending on where you are in the country. So you're absolutely absolutely yeah. right. Um let's go now and look at sale agreeds. Okay. So uh this week we have sale agreed. 24,954. Sorry, let me phrase that. 24,954. I did, I did say it right. Last week, it was 24,945. Almost identical, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The average price of a property sale agreed this week, £350,000. Let's just remind ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, the average price of a property coming on the market, 422. The average price of a property selling, 350. Okay. A 20% difference. That's not to say the houses drop 20%. It's what's coming on market. Now, so yeah. the technical thing is that the lower price properties have a higher propensity to sell. Now, yeah. interestingly, Ian White said last week in the show that he believes that the higher price, apart from the silly stuff at 20 million, he believes the posh want the high price properties, because there aren't so many of them around and are much more harder to sell, estate agents get a bit carried away and therefore they overvalue them. That's why they don't sell. Different people have different opinions on that. I actually did listen to that, and I thought that was an interesting perspective for me. And um, I think there's an element of, um, is it that they overvalue because the consumer 
is, which was Ian's point, the consumer has a, an inflated view of the value of their property and therefore they don't want to challenge that, that customer because they're more interested in, in listing the property. Um, or is it that they don't sell enough of them on a regular basis and therefore don't have the confidence to challenge with their expertise, with their comparables in that area and with you know, confident knowledge of, of their space? So there's, there, I'm sure there's a number of those factors at play. I, I would actually say it's both. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, I find it fascinating that if you ask an estate agent, um, what does your property sell for on a pound per square foot basis? You probably don't even know what a square foot looks like. And I do say that with total respect mm. for us, but guys. But it's not a metric that they're used to uh, dealing with. I, I think in the new build space, that's much more common metric to use. But in the secondhand space, that's probably less used and therefore that's not to say they couldn't if it was something that they uh, were passionate about and, and and as always we're we talk about using more data to demonstrate your expertise that would be a, a brilliant and and pretty uh, straightforward one to to be able to well, let, let, dazzle just, your sellers with just to make you aware ladies and gentlemen how do you do it well every property has an epc so you go to the epc and it shows you what the square meterage of that property is you do the asking price and you divide one by the other. That gives you the pound per square meter. If, you, if you're if you working in meters, it's fine. If you want to uh, get it in pound per square foot, just divide that figure by 10.76 and that's your pound per square foot figure. That is how you do it. And it really doesn't, you know, we're not talking any level maths here. It's just nice, simple maths, but it will make you stand out like a sword. Absolutely. And and there are reports Absolutely. out there, Sprift and other other data sources that you can find this information out on properties. In fact, if you go to Zoopla, quite often the the the, the size of the property is in in the in the details. So yeah. you know, so uh, you know, as a as a as a data field. So again, just bear that in mind. It makes you look awesome. And again, it, it, as an estate agent, you know, you need to stand out. You need to be different. And this, is everything is marginal gains. It's all the little things that add together that create trust. And that's so important. Indeed. Right. So this week, as I said, we have um, sold 24,954 with an average asking price of sale agreed at 350. Year to date, we're on 124,426 gross sales year to date compared to last year where we were 112,900. Um, and if you compare us with the years of 17, 18 or 19, we are doing really, really well. And we are again ahead of the curve on that. Interestingly, uh, gross sales, 124,500, almost identical. That was 2020. Which is hilarious, uh, given given the year that 2020 was, right? Because this at this point in 2020, Can you remember we that? have, we have, yeah. Exactly. And we didn't even have the um, we hadn't even had COVID at this point because it was uh, 17th of March. But then the year just went completely topsy turvy. So it's incredible that we're pretty much identical uh, in, in terms of this year. Isn't it funny? Indeed. And there's just a graph there just showing uh, uh, the graph on the screen now. And again, anyone listening to this on the podcast, you can download the graphs so you can uh, watch the graphs. Uh, also on the podcast you could there's a link to the youtube as well but the white line is 2024 for gross sales and you can quite clearly see we are well ahead of the pink line of 23 and also well ahead of 17 18 and 19 which as most people would say are more normal years um 
Right, let's move on. We've done those graphs there. We're going to now go through to fall throughs. So this week, in terms of fall throughs, we are on uh, 5,034, um, which compared to, let's just pull up the stats. Last week, we were on, hold the line caller. Here we go. Last week, we were on 5,131. The week before, 48. And the week before that, 5,000 almost on the no on the nose. But again, I think a better metric is the percentage. That's the sell yeah. fall through rate. And again, ladies and gentlemen, the sale fall through rate is in a standalone week. How many gross sales have you got? How many fall throughs have you had? And the fall throughs as a percentage of gross sales. Okay. And this week we're on 20.17. If you can see the graph there, apart from those, uh, those Christmas uplifts, which again, just because of such low numbers, the numbers go all over the place. You can see that there is a steady trend which started in the summer of 2023, where we were having fall through rates at 30%. And now, as I said, the trend is now down. And with the last couple of weeks, it's been 20.3, 20.6, and now 20.17. That's good. Yeah, that, and that, that's really, really encouraging. That's a that's a really encouraging trend. As with all of this uh, data, it's really important to see it over a longer period of time, particularly something like this. But um, really, really encouraging trend. And uh, I, I guess what's interesting, I, I think, about the market at the minute is there's clearly a, a bit of a, a, a balance. Uh, the power shift is, is changing slightly from a, a seller's market to more of a buyer's market. And I just wonder how that trend will continue throughout this year. And of course, what we don't know um, at this point, early March, we're going to have the spring budget, of course. And what we don't know is what housing stimulus the, the government is going to throw at the market as a as a last ditch attempt of uh, staying in government. Um, and so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that sort of power shift is going to impact fall through rates and also how mortgage activity mortgage rates is also going to impact that because inevitably that will be hiding a lot of rewrites, a lot of product changes, switches, um, overvaluations, a lot of cases, etc. So yeah, I think that this year that that rate, if we can continue to keep that level of downward trends, that would be really positive. I mean, interestingly, you talk about whether it's a buyer's or seller's market, and I just thought this might be of interest to you. Um, I, I know you know this, but some of the people watching don't. But each week, this is a great graph. I, I create my, my daytime job is not doing stats like this. And my daytime job is not interviewing people on the sofa. My daytime job is I'm a, a ghostwriter writing articles about property markets. Um, and this particular example is on Grantham because I work hyper local. And this, but this, this, apart from certain parts of London, this, this, what I'm showing you on the screen now is almost identical. Some, some cities are slightly higher, some are slightly lower, but fundamentally, you can see here that. If you actually want to work out, ladies and gentlemen, what is a buyer's market and what is a seller's market, the first thing that you do is go on to Rightmove, uh, other portals are available, and to your town and go include sort of the contract. So in Grantham, let's just say there are, um, including sort of the contract, 500 properties on whatever your sphere of property is, 500, okay? What you then do is untick the box and that will give you all the availables. So therefore, if you untick that box, it will take the 500, say, down to 300, okay? Meaning 
these 200 that are sold to bid a contract. And the percentage is the 200 sold versus the 500, okay? Okay, and then that is the percentage that you're working on, okay? And this is this is your percentage. So therefore, 71% of the properties in Grantham back in June 21 were sale agreed, okay? And at the moment we are, we've ducked into a sales market and now we're dipping down into a more of a balanced market. And when she goes under 30, that's when it goes more into a buyer's market. So if you yeah. do it on a regular basis, ladies and gentlemen, you can give a flavor. And not only can you do it on your town, my recommendation would be to actually do it in different, so detached. On your postcodes. Yeah, exactly. So if you've got like, so you keep an eye on it. There's a lot more terraces coming on the market that are not selling versus sellers that are selling. So you know where to focus your attention. I don't know if you again, all good stuff. But Chris, do you know that just on that point, um, we talk about on a regular basis, what's going to differentiate you from the competition. And it's exactly that kind of data, along with your level of expertise and being able to be confident in the properties that you're uh, talking to your, your vendor about. All of those little things make a massive difference. Because homeowners are obsessed about the value of their own property. So talk yeah. about the local property market. It's all very good in the word share from something from the Halifax, but talk about local yeah. property market. And what I would say to you is this, anyone watching this, if you want guidance and support on this, just send me a text message with the word free stuff. Don't put your name on. Just send me a text message that says free stuff with your um, to the following number, 07950-147-572. And I will send you uh, eight hours worth of training videos there is no sales or anything, and it tells you how to do all this stuff. Um, and as I said, don't even put your name where you come from. I don't want to know, and I'll help you out. Anyway, let's get back to... Amazing stuff. I think it's brilliant that you do that, Chris. Well That's done. very kind. So again, let's just look. I mean, isn't it it's interesting? If you said to someone, the fourth sale fall-through rate is lower than it was in 20, than 21 and 22, no one would have believed you, would they? Yeah, frightening. Yeah. That's great, though. That's really great. But again, that, you know, that seven-year average hides a multitude doesn't it it's kind of a, a, a bad uh, guide over the last seven years because there's been so much uh, so much of a roller coaster during that time but you're right you know is that setting below 21 22 uh 23 i can definitely understand but 21 and 22 uh is is pretty pretty good stuff indeed let's now move on to net sales and net sales is the number of as i said what we said before was the number of gross sales, less your fall-throughs this week, include is your net sales. And as Verona said, is that if the 2020 fell off the, the cliff, and ladies and gentlemen, that yellow line is the cliff. And we can <laughs> see, there you go. It's just it's quite stark to see. Um, and then she, she, she went up. Interestingly, you know, again, isn't it fascinating? You can tell when Easter is by these dips. Mm. And this, this one here is always the Easter week. Uh, sorry, Easter week. What am I talking about? Well, August, 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 August Bank Holiday. August. Uh -huh. that's, August mm -hmm. that's August Bank Holiday. And these are Easter's. Yeah. Okay. And not, not only Easter's, but you've also got um, some more bank holidays in May, haven't you? But yeah. May, the, May yeah. bank holidays. You've got yes. two. And we've yeah. also had it in amongst that. We had Jubilee. We had extended weekends for Jubilees and things like that. So yeah, we've had quite a bit of activity. Yeah, so We're nothing that. if not habitual in the property space. Uh, so there's so the, the pink line is 2023 and the average of 17 to 19 is the orange line. So you can see here that we are well above those. Obviously, we're not as much as 21 and 22, but I wouldn't expect us to because they were not normal years. 
And what I would say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listening to this show is this, is that any of the, all the graphs that you see on the show are available to download, okay, on a link on YouTube. On YouTube. If you go to the description at the bottom, you can download all these graphs. And you can use them both internally and you can use them at your valuations. So I'm giving these to you. There's no cost. Use them each week on your valuations to make you look awesome. Okay. All I ask is that you don't use them on social media, but you can use them at your valuations. You don't have to credit me to say who they're from at the top, but no one will listen to those. But download them and use them. Make yourself a property guru. Use this data, okay? Right. Um, year to date, we're on 95,000 nearest damn it, 200 net sales, which is 103.8% more than the 17, 18, and 19 average. And you quite clearly see here that we are a decent 15 or 16 percent ahead of 2023 but again we had a poor start net sales as i said 19,920 thoughts on net sales because this is what's going to pay us in the pipeline yeah i mean this is the one that matters right uh and great gross sales are uh ahead of where they have been trending over the last normal years full throughs are below what they've been trending at and therefore Net sales are also uh, better, 103.8% of the 2017, 18 and 19 average, which is fantastic. And, and I guess not only does that mean we're selling uh, property, it means that we are uh, generating revenue for estate agents, but also it means that customer sentiment from a buyer's perspective is coming back and that's the one thing that we really struggled with throughout 2023 particularly in the first half of 2023 listings were very robust but um we didn't have enough buyers in the market and getting more buyers in the market again something for you to talk about in the lounge getting more buyers in the in in the market talking about the return we are definitely seeing a return of the first time buyer market um, in in small volumes, it's not where it used to be, but that's brilliant for the sector. And being able to talk about that will encourage more sellers to list. So it's a self-perpetuating prophecy. Um, so buyers are incredibly important for us. Good stuff. Right. A couple of graphs for you really data geeks. Uh, we've already kind of touched on this, but price changes as a percentage of listings. So in terms of the number of price changes versus the number of listings on a week standalone basis. So, you know, we're at 52.87%. So you can say, well, that is quite decent because we were complaining that one in eight was quite low. Uh, but it's still, I think the way the market's moving. And again, it's the what you're, as Verona rightly said, it's what you're listing and the type of property, especially the price range. Uh, gross sales. Is and also, I think just, uh, just on that point, Chris, I think this is a really opportune time now as we head into spring. You know, we're coming through February. As I mentioned, there may be some stimulus in the, in the budget. Um, it's a really good opportune time to look back at, at the stock that perhaps was listed in Q4 last year, maybe even Q3. Um, and some stock that is, uh, you know, sticky, maybe it needs a refresh, maybe it needs um, an updated marketing strategy. Now, we should all be doing that on a regular basis anyway. But I'm sure if, if we all look at our stock, there's opportunities for us to go back and refresh stock, readdress prices and give our customers the best chances we enter spring to to sell the property. Indeed. And what I would say to all the valuers and listeners out there is, 
if there is going to be some form of stimulus, the more the like the the people who are more likely to put their houses on the market are the ones that you've probably valued in the last six months that have just been holding back. And I find yeah. it fascinating that valuers are more concerned about the next one, like they're like a shark and they're not worried about what the one the near misses. And my advice to you is why don't why don't you do a Zoom call? Okay. I do a solo Zoom call like this. I'm just going to show ladies and gentlemen this. And I'm going to uh, choose a background and I'm going to take a photograph of the property that I went to value. And you could go and get this off Zoom, uh, off Street View, couldn't you? Okay. And just do, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. It's Chris here from Chris Estate Agents. I just wanted to give you an updated valuation of where you stand in the marketplace. And what you, and then just talk about the property. You could even uh, go on have a right move link ready with the properties that they're on the market, that would be on the market against, and just do a, like a, a, a screen share. Do that. You can just record it and start, record it, finish the recording. You don't have to edit it. It comes out of, uh, uh, out of Zoom, doesn't cost you a penny. You then swap that, move it across to WhatsApp, airdrop it on your phone, and then WhatsApp it across. And when it comes through, okay, when it comes through to the to the people, there's a person, not a message saying, hi, how are you doing? Because we're all going to ignore that. There's a person. If you live there, what are you going to do, Verona? You're well, gonna... you're absolutely you're going to click on us straight away, 100%. That's my house. Yeah, exactly. What's all this about? 100%. I think that's a really simple and highly effective tip. Indeed. Well, I, that, that's what I teach. That's one of the many things I teach my owners. But my I, my job is to help letting and estate agents grow their businesses organically. And again, that's just one tiny little tip that we, that we, we like to do. Also works really well on price reductions as well. Because you know when you try and get hold of them and they can't get there, then do, do yeah, a, yeah. a Zoom, recorded Zoom call. Anyway, let's get back. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to. Um, I, I we, we don't want that picture of this house. Hold on a second. Choose virtual background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Right. Okay. So um, this is the same graph that we saw last week, but some of you might not watch the show. Oh, am I sharing it? I'm not sharing it. Oh dear. No, you're not. Come on, Christopher. Uh, okay. So this is the number of. Properties that are in estate agent sales pipelines as we went into the 1st of Feb. I know we're we're filming this on Wednesday, the 14th of Feb, and it will be out on Friday, the 16th. But again, if you'd have asked most estate agents going into the 1st of Feb, how's your pipeline? Because we all stripped it all out at the end in December, like most agents do. You would say, well, it's not very good, but look at that. It's, you know, back in 17, 18 and 19, it was hovering around the 280 mark and this it's 360. Yeah, I, I, it's as always, there's a balance with this. You don't want too much stock, but you certainly want enough stock to um, to okay. generate interest. Right. So remember, this is not stock. This is properties and sales pipelines. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong graph. Yeah. That, <laughs> so the 510 was the other one, which was stock. 510 exactly. is the number of properties for sale. This is the agent's yeah. pipeline, okay? Too many um, graphs, Chris. Don't worry. Well, it's a graph best, but we're all data geeks. That's, you know. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, so pipelines. Yeah. Right, let's go back to pipelines. I should change the colour of those graphs, shouldn't I? Therefore, okay, I'll battle that. That, that might that might help the the more challenged of us, including myself. Um. Yeah. I, again, you know, considering the year that we've had, uh, I think those pipelines are looking super super healthy. But as always, we have the challenge of reducing that point of SSTC through to completion, and you know. 
fall-throughs are positive, great. So we just need to, um, if every single agent in the country, it's probably their biggest challenge. And, uh, you know, I, I sit on the home buy and selling group and that is a brilliant, brilliant organization that's doing a huge amount of work at the minute, not only on this, but on things like material information, upfront information and helping agents to navigate that space. So there's lots of work happening in that space, but until we can reduce that time down, then this will be the, the most nervous part of any estate agent's job. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are in your 20s that watch this, uh, when 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 Verona and I were more, were more, obviously you're still a spring chicken, Verona, but when, you know, when I didn't Sadly have not. Air, and, I, and <laughs> roll the clock back 20 years and a quick, and a, a long exchange was eight to nine weeks. I jest you not, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. A long exchange was eight yeah. to nine weeks. And now it's 19 yeah. weeks. But to that point, Chris, my, my mortgage interest rate for the first property that I bought was also 11.5%. And that, you know, so there, that, that time stamps how old I am as well. But the point of it is, right, the dynamic shift all the time. But this getting longer is, uh, is far from ideal. And what I would say is this, is that certain things, uh, one thing, two things, I'm not going to mention any firms, but reservation agreements will bring your fall through rates into single digits. Yeah. In that, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get that vendor kicking off because of half a half a tank of oil or they're, they're taking the paving slabs. Okay. Yeah, exactly. None of that. Okay. Um, so do seriously consider uh, reservation agreements. They are fantastic. There's a number of firms out there. Um, and the other one, which I particularly a big fan of is outsourced um, sales progression. The yeah, that's becoming. Okay. Uh, the outsourced sales progression, they do it on average 11 weeks. So, you know, just bear that in exactly. mind. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, that's a great thing about this, this sector, right? The minute there is a problem, there is a supplier ready and willing to to solve that problem. And, you know, if you're there, we, we know there is an increase in the number of self-employed estate agencies, independent businesses running smaller boutique type businesses, brilliant opportunities to outsource that type, because if you don't have the scale that you can do it in-house, absolutely outsource some of that stuff. Indeed. Highly recommended. Okay, so um, we mentioned this week, but some of you might have not watched it. And this is, um, there are different opinions on this one, but what is particularly interesting is this, is that the pound per square foot at sale agreed will match the exchange levels with a five or six month drag, which then in turn will match the land registry three or four months after the exchange. Uh, if you So if I mapped the land registry, so the, the, ignore the red line, which is new listings, the pound per square foot at sale agreed is the orange line. The green line yeah. is exchanged. If I then put on the of the land registry and moved it by the same percentages up and down, the, yes. the, they, they all match within around a, a, an 80 or 90% correlation rate using the Pearson's correlation coefficient. Oh, check me out with my stats. Very impressive. Okay, the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, is this, is that you can foretell what's going to happen to the land registry figures eight or nine months in advance by tracking the sold submit to contract pound per square foot figure. Are they asking you to consult, Chris? No. <laughs> Maybe they should. One of these, I've just got one of these brains that spots patterns. So a bit like a rain man. Yeah. Okay. Love a pattern. 
Yeah. And it is. And you can see the match between the, if you moved, if you mentally moved the pink, sorry, the green line. The, 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 the green uh, to the right. Yeah, exactly. The you'll see. Yeah, or the orange to the right. Mm -hmm. but, you know, you will, you will yeah. notice that there is quite a high correlation rate. I haven't put the land registry on there, but I've done it manually myself. And the correlation is really, really good. If you've got to move the land registry back about nine months, which sounds about right, but it is right, the correlation is yeah. really, really high. And this can foretell. So you could some people say, well, this is not going to take into account flats and things like this. Pound per square foot on a town by town basis, I've tried it, doesn't work particularly well. But when we're dealing with a hundred thousand sales or a, a yeah. month, big data, it, yeah, it does work. It does work. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we um we've uh, just about finished the national stuff. Is there anything you want to do before we go and look at Sunny Salisbury? No, I, I think just to maybe summarise to say that um, all in all, I think where we're trending after the first six weeks of the year, uh, both at the top of the funnel in terms of listings, but also in pipelines, sale through rates and uh SSTCs all really strong. However, um, my only call outs would be is just review of sticky stock, stock that's been on for a while, uh, prices, price changing, and also getting as accurate as possible the listing price to give you the best chance for it not to become sticky stock further on down the line. So yeah, pricing is for me the only real call out, but the rest of it is looking pretty positive, I would say. And I guess the, the final thing just to add would be the expertise that we talked about, finding out more about what's going on in your space using the data that you've talked about, but also then from uh, the wider parts of the sector in terms of uh, mortgage interest rates, what's happening in the lender space, et cetera. Thank you very much, Fran. And right then, let us now go and look at Salisbury. So as always, we use the wonderful bit of kit called 20EA Insight. Ladies and gentlemen, 20EA Insight is a software package by the firm 20EA. They have many platforms, one of which is called Insight. They do not pay me to mention this, this bit of kit. Um, I know myself and Verona, we're a bit of fanboys and fangirls of it. But basically, this is Right Move Plus on steroids with a couple of Saturn V rockets strapped to it with lasers and glitter balls. This is data coming off the off the scale. You there is a believe there is a free package for this that you can use, which has limited amount of data, but still has data. And then you pay them some shekels, then they do they do give you access on a town by town basis, um, depending on. And the more towns you have, the bigger you have. But the bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to Salisbury. The thing is this: whether you are in Salisbury or not, watch this part and see this, this software in action because it will show you how to get more valuations, more listings at higher fees and prove that your competition are overvaluing to get business. It's that powerful. So let us dive in. We're, looking, we're going to be going to Salisbury. And as always, what the way we do this, ladies and gentlemen, is I talk and then Verona, you just come straight in at any time um, uh, if you have anything you want to ask. So you should be able to see this, the the on site at the moment and the first yep. thing we are looking at let's go and fight there we are this is the one that we want i'll just make that a little bit bigger hold on a second Shh. there we go right so 
for the purposes of this better for the purposes of pardon me people watching the postcodes that we are looking at is sp1 2 3 4 and 5 inclusive okay um uh, there was some whether we should put sp6 in i took the decision that though that was more of a uh, that wasn't mainly a Salisbury postcode. You might agree or disagree, but that's what I've made. I've decided. And we are looking at data from the 1st of January 2019 all the way through until yesterday, which is the 13th of February. And the first thing that we're looking at is new instructions. And we can quite clearly see here on this graph here, it shows you the different years and the number of instructions that you had. What we're going to do is we are going to have a look at these and then uh, compare each agent on their new instructions and then we will dive down. So the average value of a property that's come on the market in the last six and a bit years is £408,000. And we're going to uh, nail down these. Um, and again, ladies and gentlemen, look, there's your pound per square foot figure. And if you change the price, the date range, you can have a look. So let's start off with Carter and May. Um, Carter and May, as you can see here from 2019, we're hovering around the 7 or 8% mark. And again, as I said, it's a bit spiky, but you can fundamentally see they're going in an upwards general to general trend direction to around the 11 or 12% mark. Now, um, Carter and May, I've never met them, but I've spoken with Charlie a, a, a few times at various events. Uh, what an absolute little star he is. Um, and I, um, yeah, just a passionate estate agent. As I said, I just met, uh, liaised with him on a number of occasions. Um, that's a decent market. I don't know the business, but that's a brilliant um, story. I mean, just looking at the data, that's a really great story. It's a business who's clearly market leader in their postcodes. And you can see uh, that if you took a, a straight line through that trend line from 2019, they're on an upward trajectory and um, clearly had ups and downs like every business has. But uh, that suggests to me a really solid and upwardly mobile business, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, what you tend to find there, it says, so in, it says the 1st of December, but that is actually really the whole of December. Exactly. Yeah. What what that's screaming to me, probably, I don't know, but what's that screaming to me is they held it back and put it everything on in January. And you can quite clearly say that they were the daddy O agents at 13%. Yeah, 13%. Yeah. Interestingly, their average asking price of property put on the market is 336, as you can see in the screen there. The average yeah. price the average price for the whole of Salisbury is four eight. So they obviously mm. are low, a lower to middle agent. Which and if you look at the property count by price brand, you can see that 250 to 300 is there also the highest sort of price bracket, albeit a little bit in uh, four to five as well. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. They, they clearly play in the middle market, um, but I guess that's where the volume will be. Connells look like they've hovering around the 6% mark. Obviously, they're having their mm -hmm. spikes. And I bet you those spikes are the uh, Boxing Day. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's, bo that's Boxing Day as well. Is that and Boxing, Boxing Day, day again. And <laughs> yeah, that box that's a Boxing Day. And we got another one there. Oh, there's... You can pinpoint a business strategy by the data, right? Okay. So, you again, you can tell here that their box their, those spikes are Boxing Day spikes. Interestingly, I did an exercise, Verona, where I actually looked at... For the last few years, what Connell Sequence have done with their Boxing Day, and whether it affected yeah. whether it affected their business in in November and January yeah. and also February. Now, interestingly, up until the, the Christmas Day, their market share was atrocious, but then obviously holding mm -hmm. it back for Boxing Day. 
If you look at the month as a whole in pure isolation, yeah. normally the top 30 estate agents in the UK will take on average 29, 28 or 29% of the UK property markets listings. And that number has remained pretty standard and pretty consistent yeah. for the last four or five years, okay? Mm -hmm. Interestingly, mm -hmm. when Connell Sequence, when they take the, the, everyone else is in the top 25 or top 30, never changes. Mm -hmm. So that Boxing Day bounce, they're taking off small independent agents. They're not taking off agents like you. I don't know if you spot that, but you know me, I'm a bit of a data geeky person. Yeah. That, yeah. is, that is the thing. So that Boxing Day is not hurting people like your, you and the big yep. other boys and girls. It's actually yep. independent agents. Now, Interesting. Should, should you is, is Boxing Day uh, a good idea, marketing idea? My opinion, I think it's a great. I think it's a great yep. idea because let's be honest, who wants, no one's going to go, wants them going around when they've got the Christmas decks up. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I know there's a lot Absolutely. of some agents say, ooh, ooh, it's a comment. It's not a comment. It's just a marketing technique. You didn't think of it. Absolutely. And, and you know, different parts of the country and for different businesses, we've got some agents who absolutely adopt it consistently every year. And we've got some agents who don't. And I think, you know, going back to the point about independent agents, Chris, some of that will be some of the small independents make a decision. Actually, I'm having Christmas off with my family and, and I'll do something different. And, and and the same with our self-employed agents, whatever works for your business, I think in the end, uh, it is a marketing ploy, but um, there is some evidence to suggest that it it does work for there a period of time at least. Yeah, because we are in the marketing game. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. <laughs> Just on the point of Connells there, their average price point is lower still. So their average price point is 288. Interesting. Well spotted there. Oh. Go look at White's. 355, so they're still below the the average. Okay, they seem to be going in an upward direction. Well done, Whites. Yeah. Oliver yeah. Sandler. Again, they seem to be going up. So Similar trend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Boat rights. Okay. Well, sorry, guys. Looks like you're dropping. Okay, Fox and Sons, which again are part of Connell Sequence. Again, let's just have a go, Spikes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> go to go. Simon Colligan, let's just have a look. You seem to be pretty average, guys. Looks like you've had a good couple of months recently. Well done, guys. Hamptons, yeah. you seem to be going... As predicted, average price point near the top of their bracket. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Woolly and Wallace, what a great name that is. Oh, you seem to be doing quite well. That's a great name. Okay. Goadsbeers, which are a region... Oh, again, they seem to be slightly higher at 548. We will do the upper quartile in a second. Okay, uh, we've got Goadsbiz. Um, seems to be treading water around 4%. Nice one, guys. McKillpop and Gregory. Okay, Middleton and Major. Savills. Okay, a good, good week. Vedintum, I like that one. That's a great Jordans. name. Okay. Yeah, Purple Bricks. Again, Quite expected. Interestingly, yeah. Purple Bricks market share started to grow in the last couple of months. Isn't that interesting? So you, there you go. Well, it, keep, an yeah, eye on it, them. keep an eye on them, Verona. I know you, you know you. I'll, I'll keep one eye on them. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, let's have a look. Verona and I have gone back years, and um, so I can be a bit cheeky, but right. Of okay. course you can. Okay. Let's have a look at the Gupper Quartal just before we move. Okay, there's you, my guys. James, nice lad. Uh, liaised with him a few times. Um, let's just have a quick look to see if you move. Again, 
and decent marketing. I, I, guys, I would expect a bit more growth on that one. So we'll just have a quick look. See Pretty that's flat, really. Yeah. Okay, charters. They're more of a uh, da, 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 they're more of a Winchester based agent. So whether that's just something in the in the villages, I don't know. Platinum high price point though six eight five average well, price we're, point. We're going to look at the upper quartile. So how do we yep. find the upper quartile? There's fourteen thousand there, so we need around three and a half thousand before we then we'll find the upper quartile. Let's have a look. Here we go. Okay, upper Here quartile. Here we go. Yeah, that's. Let's go to six hundred. Oh, man, that's interesting. Right, so the upper quartile starts at five hundred thousand. Okay. Mm. And it's quite obvious here that Hamptons are the big daddios. Um, and, yeah. And the mummios got to be got to be balanced. Uh, Hampton. <laughs> um, okay. So let's just look at Hamptons and see what you guys slightly drifting downwards. Let's look at Sav, see what they've been doing. No, not bad, guys. William Wallace and Middleton and Major. Okay, so there's no one really putting trees up here. Um, Carter and May, obviously, well, they, they just dipped in, but again, not the, you know, around the 500, 600 mark. Again, my advice to you, Carter and May, is if you are going to go into that upper range, probably a, 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 a different brand, if you do want to dip into that. But then why, why? Why would you? I mean, that's a balance set. You could go and open a second branch, but then you've got the problem of second branches. Do remember Absolutely. that. Yeah, do remember there's only two ways you should open up a second branch. You you leave an equity partner in the existing one and you go to the you go to the new one if you're the business driver, or you have a mini-me and you leave the mini-me back at the office and you go and open up, you go and open up the other one, not the other way around. Uh, I've seen yeah. it happen so many times in my 30 years. Uh, you And remember... Your existing one will tread water, no matter what yeah. you say, put a mini me in. So I, I, it's it's interesting when we're just talking about the second conference. It's a very similar thing to the second album, a second office. It's the same thing. You, it, you won't get the same level of. Um, it's just a different environment, isn't it? It's a very different setup. You're not, you don't go into it with the with the naivety that you went into the first one. Um, but you know, you have to also give it the same level of passion. Otherwise, it's um, it's a challenge. Indeed, indeed. Um, this is just level of stock levels, and again, we're not going to look at individuals because stock levels are going to match very much listings. But it is quite interesting to see here and. and uh, we're just going to. We're not in February at the moment because we're looking at the average stock level accumulatively throughout the month. Um, and so we'll just go and have a look at January. So you know, in twenty twenty two, in the postcode, six hundred forty eight properties for sale, and in end of Jan, by the end of Jan, an average of one thousand and fifty eight. So you can see here that there is almost a forty percent uplift in the number of properties yeah. sale. So again, that's this is the power of stats. So if you're going up against, you know, you know what's happened in the property market, Mrs. Miggins, the, the, there's forty percent more properties for sale today than there were two years ago, which means buyers yeah. have a greater chance. Which means to you that you have to be more realistically priced compared to your competition, which are the other properties. So we just have yeah. a quick look at that. Okay, so let's now anything on here before we go and move on to my favourite screen. No, I was going to say the next screen for me will also really massively help um, that price achieved uh, as well as this data here, I think, is where it really differentiates um, agent by agent. 
Okay, so we were looking here between the 24th of November 21 and the 13th of Jan, the 13th of February 2024. We can move this if we wanted to, but what I would say, okay, so I'll tell you what, let's 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 do it exactly a year. Okay, there we go. So that's the 13th of 13th of Jan. God, do worry. The 13th of February 23 to the 13th of February 2024. Now, isn't it interesting that most estate agents, when they were presented with this information, they would look at the new instruction level and the fact that you know Carter and May have had a market share of 10.37% in terms of market share. And also they'd look at this data here, sold of the contract and, and the sold of the contract ratio. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not where the data is. And again, if you're going to use it, this is this is gold. Now, Verona and I, we're data geeks, okay? But the real gold is here, exchanged and withdrawn, okay? Look, here we go. If I was Carter May, out of all the properties that have left my agency in the last year, which is because you're going to leave a property, a property only leaves an agency's book for two reasons. One, she exchanges. Two, she withdraws. They'll fall throughs, not leaving your agency, they get recycled in the machine. Okay. Carter and May have exchanged contracts on 74.73% of the properties that have left their books. Okay. While Whites are at 59 and Connells are at 54. So if I just put into a calculator 74.73 divided by 54.11, that's 38% more, which means if I was Carter May and going up against Connells, I could say, Mrs. Biggins, if you put your house on the market with Connells, you will have a 11 out of 20, because that's 54%, chance of moving. With me, three out of four, which means that if you choose Connells, not calling them in any way, shape or form, you have a 38% chance, lower chance of moving home than you do with me. That's yes. Enough, isn't it? Gold dust. Absolutely this, gold dust. This is independent. You know, yep. there was... But again, if we look nationally, Verona, and I know you, you guys must use this, you and a, also another well-known uh, non-geographical agent have some of the highest percentages in the UK compared yep. to punch base networks. So yep. I know you use this. I think, again, you know, feedback, you could use it more. Is that yes, you'll, agreed. you'll have a greater chance of moving people. And we are in the market to not market houses. We're in the market to yep. get people moved. And again, this is powerful independent data. I told you it would be right move plus on steroids with rockets attached to it. So this, but, is this data here demonstrates why Carter and May are top of their tree, because they may well be using this data in the lounge. So the market leader in their area, fantastic data on um, success rate on a 75% exchange rate. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and a significantly lower than average withdrawal rate. So, you know, that's absolutely, they're clearly a very well-run business, but um, great Indeed. data, if they're not using it, they could be even better. I mean, let, let's just look at price change. And again, so the average, so just so you're aware, ladies and gentlemen, the average for the last year is 55.63. So if you were above 55, you're above the Salisbury average. 
If you're below, then obviously you're below. And you can see, we'll just have a quick look at the different agencies in there. And you can see there is a huge amount of difference there. Now, we will just have a quick look at the upper quartile in a second, because those who deal with the posh end, the propensity to sell is lower. So we will come and have a look at you in a second, ladies and gentlemen. But just have a quick look. Fox and Sons, which are a corporate estate agent, not calling them in any way, reduced the price on 67. Yeah, you know, nearly seven out of 10 properties they put on the market, they reduced the price. Okay, now again, we're going to go through to the next screen and actually see if that makes any difference in the terms of whether they overvalue and actually how close they get to the original asking price. But there's some, you know, 42% of properties do actually. But I, I, I can't help but draw a correlation there between that Fox and Sons one. So 67% price changes. And if you then look at their exchange rate, it's less than 50%. It's 46%. So you've got a less of a one in two chance of exchanging. There's got to be a link there, hasn't there? There's got to be a link. Okay. Interestingly, again, we just have a look at this is this, when I say this year, that's the last 12 months compared to months 12 to 24. And we can see here that Woolley and Wallace have been growing at the greatest rates. Uh, Carter and May at 11%, which again is not bad considering they're the number one agent. And again, if you go look back at my YouTube channel, we do a different town each week, quite often the number one agent. So again, I must come back to Carter and May with Charlie and, and, and Jake is um, normally you that's that's really good. The, the, the number one agent, the number one agent has one of the highest um, ex, you know, exchange to listings. Absolutely. Rate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is not just volume. This is actually they are fulfilling their customer needs, which Good is stuff. great. Nice one, Charlie and Jake. Right, keep coming back to them. Never mm -hmm. met, never, uh, never met Jake. Liaison. Me neither. Never They're doing met. a no. great job. <laughs> doing a great job. Right. Okay. Let's just have a quick look at the upper quartile, which I think we said was half a million upwards. So we'll just go and have a look and see if that that does make a massive difference. Here we go. There we go. I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to go probably for the top 20, 15% because it just ex accentuates the posh end of the market. And we can quite clearly see here that in the upper quartile, we have quite a... Actually, I tell you what. No, I'm going to keep it. No, hold on. Yeah, I make my mind up. My wife says, you will never make my mind up. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Right. So that's it. Up 750 upwards. And that's the figures from 600. Let's keep it. I'll just leave it there for a second. Just those those you can watch. But we're just going to, you can pause the screen. Let's go back. Heart, three quarters of a million upwards. And you quite clearly see here that Savills, Woolley and Wallace and Hamptons are, are in terms of new instructions. But if, again, if we look at the exchange ratios, we've got quite a wide band here. Remembering yeah. here that in the last year, properties that have left agents book over three, three quarters of a million, 45.64 of, 45 of exchange contracts. But, but you know. just look at Carter and May. Just uh, Sorry, I, I feel like a bit of a fangirl of Carter and May now. Look at their exchange rate on the higher price properties, the top quartile, 71%, which totally flies in the face what everybody would tell you who, were, who, who plays in that space. Um, so, you know, again, great job, guys. Indeed, and I'd probably be using that in terms of moving moving your brand. And again, you know, in that direction, yeah, yeah. And and what I would say is this: there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of brands that you can buy in finding countries. One in design or by design, yes, by design. They they again, those are posh licenses that you can buy on and bolt onto your businesses. Again, fans of both of those brands and what they offer. Uh, but there's a quite a mix there, and it's quite nice to see Savills up there because normally Savills. 
do chat quite, you know, they're not normally the best, one of the best agents when it comes to exchange ratios in many locations, but that is really good for sales. 60. Yeah, yeah. Really well, good. well done on, well done on that one. That's good. William Wallace, yeah. can we said there were a, a, a posh agent, but again at fifty one. Hamptons at forty five. So, okay, interesting, interesting. Right, okay. We've now now move on and let's look at how the prices have achieved. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, for those of you that don't like spreadsheets. You might be switching off, but there is absolute gold in here if you are an estate agent and you're trying to prove that you have a higher uh you're worth a fee so the way that it works is this in the last 12 months 20 ea have looked at all the 296 properties that carter may have put on the market and done an automated valuation model on those properties like a valpal figure other avms yeah. are available and they've done the same for all of the properties what they've then done is looked at what you actually put the house on the market for and the difference between the two is what we call this percentage uh, uh, over the AVM model. So if they thought it was worth £500,000 and you put it on for £600,000, then that is a 20% difference. So that's a 20% gap. Now, interestingly, Carter and May, 0.81. So that's showing me Carter and May and Whites are valuing really tight. They're not overvaluing. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it interesting that Fox and Sons yeah. are 0.35? over asking what they think the property's worth, which again, weren't they the ones that had a price reduction ratio of the Absolutely, they did, 67%, okay. yeah. Okay, and isn't it, you know, that is quite nice to see. Normally, I would expect that what the big agents, and again, look at Connors, that's really good. Well done, guys, less than 1%. Again, in terms of the way, normally that figure can be slightly higher with that firm, depending on, but that's really good, nice and tight. What you then do is then they look at what did you achieve from the original asking price, okay? So here, on average, Carter May achieved 2.41% of the original asking price, not the reduced price, okay? Fox and Sons, 4% below the original asking price, but we know they overvalue compared to the competition. It's not a criticism. These are the stats. But again, there's some other numbers down here, but again, we're talking at the big boys and girls here. So to work out that, you just take one away from the other. But if people don't like percentages, they like preferred pound notes. So basically, to make it nice and easy for you, on the doorstep, you show this screen to the punters and say, right, if every agent put on a 450 grand house, what would they achieve for it? And Carlton and May would get 439,900. Whites would get 437,500. Connells would get 444. Oliver Chandler, 435. So again... If I was Carter and May and, and I was up against Oliver Chandler, I would be saying to you, Mrs. Miggins, yes, they will get independent data, 435,900, which is 4,200 less than the running average, whilst we will get 439,950, which again is slightly below the average. However, and you take them back to the screen here, yes, you might, you might lose, say, 100 quid compared to my competitors, but I'm more likely to get you sold as well. So you've got a greater chance of selling. Yeah. Yes. So it's a balancing act between chances of selling and price achieved. And, and that but, is the art of a state agency, right? It's about what's your goals? Do you want to sell? Within what time frame? And how important is the price achieved to you? And getting the that cocktail together to uh, achieve to list at the right price that's going to achieve all of those goals, not just one of them. Indeed, and you know we. Uh, uh, Let's just look at here. We've got, you know, Hamptons will get 16 grand more than 
the, than the running average. So that's good. They didn't do so well on some of the other stats, but they did really well on that. And then yeah. William Wallace, again, they're getting 10 grand more than, than, than the running. So again, it's, you take the data which matches your story and push it out there. You can see why I love this data, but but to most estate agents, just look at this spreadsheet and go, oh my God. Now I do know 20EA do do this other thing where they take the data and make it look pretty. But I, what I would say to you is this, is if you have this product, and again, we are both fanboys and fangirls of this. If you explain it the way I explain it, the the punters will 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 get it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But also you don't you don't need to you don't need to have all of this data to blindside the customer. You just simplify it in two or three, compare yourself to your competitors in the same way you would show them comparable properties with some of the key data and make it really simple for them to understand, which makes them gives them very little option about what where else they can go because Indeed. you're making the arguments so compelling. My advice to you, though, ladies and gentlemen, would be to have it on two screens. Take the data and simplify it, but then cover your backside by having the next screen afterwards. Okay, that's important. Yeah, and remember this to is the say, science. okay, rem this is the science behind it. They might understand it, but you can quite clearly say, look, Mrs. Miggins, because if you are ever challenged, you've got your backup. And what I would say is do this every month, but save your presentation in case you are challenged. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Let's move on. How quickly do the agents um, sell their properties? And we quite clearly see it. So the blue line here is how long from new instruction to sale agreed. And the pink line is from sale agreed to completion. And you can quite clearly see here that Carter's... It's a full house for Carter and May. <laughs> okay. And as you go through there, so again, Connell's, if you look at Connell's, from new instruction to completion, 196 days with Carter May 156 days. That's telling me that they do run a really tight ship on the sales progression. Uh, again, bigger agent, uh, sorry, pop, dealing with bigger houses, they're going to take longer to sell. More complexity, so, yeah. Sometimes um, some agents don't whack the sold on it and and their sale agreed to completion is much shorter because what's the solicitor's yes. issue, um, they're not putting a sold sticker on. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be, they're, they're all pretty similar. So, so I don't think Savills are doing that. So I think just think that's particularly interesting. Uh, yeah. Anything else before we go and look at the rentals? Just click on the last year data to see if there's any significant change. You can just click on that big button. Yeah. Um, interesting. So Carter, so if you look at the time from uh, new instruction to SSTC was obviously quite a lot shorter last year, as we know. Um, but the, the period then from SSTC to completion has... Uh, yeah. There's not significant change in that. I would say it's just the part of the, it's just the um, new instruction to SSDC. But clearly, Carter and May have improved this year versus last year. So they were number two last year, and they've moved improved to number one. Yeah, if interesting, yeah, this, this, this scale is dynamic. And if you actually look, and again, it looks like we're becoming but Carter May, Carter and May fanboys and girls here, but they've hardly changed. <laughs> it's just that everyone else in got total. Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, we're getting the T-shirt. Okay, we are. I know it's a bit sad. Okay, we're now looking at lettings. Okay, this is the final screen, ladies and gentlemen. Not so much to tell on this one because again, we're recycling. You're recycling the properties that are coming on the market, but I think it's just important just to have a look and just see a flavour. Um, and you can see here that white seem to be the market agent here. Interestingly, open rent only four percent. 
a lot of locations they're number one at around 15 to 20 absolutely so it yeah. looks like open yeah. rent have not got uh, a hold on in the town or the city sorry so what that's white so that's bassett's okay fox and sons okay again I'd take a slight pinch of salt with this because let's be honest, most of it is down to whether the tenant hands their notice in, not whether you're getting new landlords. Um, yeah, I mean, just I think we really can't comment on this. Well, Carter May, looks like you seem to be growing your lettings business. Well done, guys. Again, uh, I think we need to be sending our t shirt sizes in. Yeah, there. I think we need to send them a little bottle of champagne to say well done. <laughs> Okay, Middleton and Major. Okay, Connells. Let's see what Connells are doing. Yeah, not bad, guys. Uh, Northwoods, Boatwright. What's the trend on open rent, Chris? Were they ever big in Salisbury? It'd be interesting to see the trend of whether it's. They are growing. Oh, so they're actually in Crystal. So maybe they're reasonably new in the space then. So, yeah, you guys, uh, one to six, need to be aware of what they're doing and make sure you compete at a, on a local level. Yeah, Chris. With um, that. Yeah open rent really nationally have really yeah. more than doubled in the last few years. So just be aware of that. Yeah, they're not leaving the business. They're just not giving them to you. And again, yeah. your job is to prove value. You know, when was the last time you sat down with your landlord face to face with a cup of coffee and said, is your investment meeting your expectations? Yeah. Because really open rent will not be doing that. Well, I would say most agents don't do that. They just <laughs> only, ring, right. only ring up the landlord when there's a problem. Again, I can't stress yeah. that. As I said, my, my job, ladies and gentlemen, is to help letting, especially letting agents attract landlords, but it does help bring in homeowners as well. But my job is to help letting agents attract landlords organically using various different marketing techniques and uh, techniques that you can do proactively. And one of them is to talk to landlords, sit them down with them and talk. Because what I would say is this, most of the landlords with a few properties have probably got a few other properties with other agents because they like to spread their risk a bit. Again, if you can talk to them about their portfolio, you know, I jokingly say they're more likely to tell you their PIN number than they are how many properties they have um, in their portfolio. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Let's 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 leave it. Let's leave Salisbury at that. I hope, ladies and gentlemen, you found that of use of you in Salisbury. But those of you who are not in Salisbury, do have a look at the software. You can see why Verona and myself are absolute fanboys and fangirls of it. It looks at it and again it enables you to see where you can improve but also get you more listings at higher fees. Verona, as always, you've been an absolute legend. I uh, you can ladies and gentlemen, you can see why we invite Verona on the show on a regular basis. She knows her stats, she's absolutely spot on. Final thoughts for UK estate agents going into the rest of February. Um, so I think we all have a responsibility uh to fly the flag of positivity. Um, at some point, someone's going to have to call the bottom of this. Why should it not be us? Why should we not say that the worst is now over us and that we have a much more positive future ahead of us? We've all got um, so much in our local areas that we can talk about positively and that will create a more positive momentum. And the, the, some of the stories that we just touched on by not knowing those businesses, not knowing that time at all is uh, is phenomenal. So, you know, Get your data, be experts, be positive. We have loads of positivity to look forward to this year. Indeed, the Property Academy, which is the um, Peter Knight's uh, fantastic organisation, do a, um, a, I think I've got a report here somewhere. Uh, let's just have a quick look. Have I, no, I haven't got it here. Um, do a guide each week where they, each year, where they interview 10,000 estate agents, 10,000 um, vendors. 
and 36% of people who put their house on the market chose their agent because of their knowledge of the local property market. How do you prove that? By using data like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Brona, exceptional as always. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. I know you do enjoy doing them, so it is, it's even better. I love the stats. <laughs> um, I look forward to seeing you at the Women in the State Agency Conference. Do, do check that out on Google. Um, it's What date is it in March? 7th of March, Thursday, 7th of March. And today is the final day for the early bird tickets. I know oh, this, this is going out on Friday, isn't it? Friday, so... There will still be tickets. There will still be tickets available. So um, please check us out. It's not much more, ladies and gentlemen, so don't you worry about that. No, it's not. It's Please, not. It's a wonderful thing. You don't have to be a woman, woman to go. You can be a man, and I think you'll learn an awful lot. We would love more men to attend. Definitely love more men. And on that note, thank you, Verona, but more importantly, thank you for watching the show. We like to do it every single week. It does take many hours to put it together, but it helps me, and it, if it helps you as well, then we're all a winner. So thank you for your time today, and I'll see you next week.